the outlaw mud show drive-in for over 50 weeks the revolutionary force in sports entertainment podcasting and welcome everyone to the outlaw mud show drive-in i am your single host this week muhammad Fatih, abdul father abdul i'm pretty sure you guys have to know the full name because i'm giving you more names because there's less people out here, so I'm trying to fill out as much time as I can. Oops, shouldn't have said that. Going the curtain back a little bit. Anyway, welcome to the drive-in. Please park your cars in inside the positions. Uh, turn off the headlights. Try to keep hunting to a minimum and enjoy the show. Um, so, you probably were saying, okay, this is getting a pattern with like less and less people. This podcast started out with four. Yeah, it, it's, it went down to three, we get the occasional two, but now it's apparently there is only one person every other week. And I hear you, I hear you. I know it's, uh, sucks, it's... But at least, you know what, take solace in the fact that you're getting the best out of the bunch to be their singular host this week. And, you know, it's, uh, okay, so... Uh, we're not supposed to talk about the issues, but like last week we covered how Joe and Pete were going at it on Twitter. And then they said they were not going to fight, but then they fought and Pete punched Joe. Joe did not fight back, yeah. but we sent both of them home because we're professionals and we couldn't have them in here. But, uh, and uh, James apparently did not know this going into the recording last week. Now, when he found out about all the infighting in the backstage uh, area, he said uh, he said this company should get its... Uh, get its shit together which to which i replied to which i replied this is not a company it's just a bunch of friends talking what are you talking about then he said bah which probably that's what the b in his name is it's james bah planted and just hung up and said and then he texted saying i'll come back when uh, i'll come back when the, when there's this semblance of order in here he used the word semblance <sighs> Oy vey. And so here we are. I'm the, I'm the only person around here. There is not much specific for us to talk about. There is no uh, retro rewatch because come on, let's go. It's just me watching something and then rambling about The Undertaker for, for an entirety of it. It's not that appealing, I guess. Which I was going to do that. I was, gonna, I was just going to play replay The Undertaker's Hall of Fame speech and just, you know watch it with you guys but nope I've been told that's not a good idea so hold uh, so here we are forgive me if I sound a little weird because I just you know I woke up this morning I was okay but then I was like biting in the night and I found and I felt one of my teeth was sharper than it usually is and lo and behold I chipped my ins- one of my incisors so it's, I got a broken incisor right now, and it's just like a jagged edge. It's sharp like a dagger, and I'm trying not to cut my lip and tongue and yeah, that kind of stuff. I don't know how that happened. I'm pretty sure I drink a lot of milkshakes, so I don't think uh, I have a calcium deficiency or anything. But what are you gonna do? Anyways, so world of uh, world of wrestling. World of, uh, first of all, let's talk about the world of movies. Halloween ends. I'm seeing a lot of controversy regarding this movie. It's a lot of, uh, you know, an audience photo and whatnot. Uh, personally, I loved Halloween ends. 
I like the movie they were doing. Uh, uh, they were they were doing. I'm gonna try not to go into much spoilers while I'm saying this, but I love the story of how the shadow of what Michael Myers did is looming heavily on this movie more than Michael Myers himself was. It's as vague as I can put my thing. Maybe we can discuss it after a while after you know the spoiler ban has been a little bit And two big season finales this week. Uh, this week. We had Rings of Power season finale, which was whoa, freaking amazing. Seriously, House of Dragon is good, guys. But if you're uh, but if you're sleeping on Rings of Power, you're doing yourself a disservice. Trust me. It's one of the best. It's oh, it had a lot of great stuff in it. It's very epic. It's very beautiful. It's very uh, visually. It's very. It's very intricate. There's a lot going on in it. And has all the great characters and great acting. So, here's our favorite. But, more importantly, the most underrated show I think this season is Apple Plus's. Uh, no, when I say Apple Plus, probably everyone is thinking Ted Lasso. Well, Ted Lasso is not underrated anymore. Ted Lasso is pretty much exposed enough, and everyone is talking about how great it was. However, Apple TV has one other show that has been underrated for its three-season run. It just ended this week. Completely, they had the series finale this week. And that's C, SW, starring Jason Momoa. It is one of the most epic things you'll see on television, honestly. Do yourself a favor and see Dave. And this is kind of interesting because Dave Batista was in season two. I guess, well, it is funny that you watch it. Seriously, this show... One of the best things ever. Uh, it has an epic. It, it's underrated. More people should be talking about this show. Uh, it's epic in its scale of production. It has the, uh, some of the most brutal fights you'll see on TV. It's uh, the acting is unparalleled by Jismo and his co-stars. Uh, I can't. I can't escape it. But the two female leads in this show are freaking amazing, especially the main villain. Um, just do yourself a service, watch this show. Uh, and the Outlaw Muncher Drive-In's movie of the month, I'm going to say this month, best movie you've seen so far. There should be Oscar buzz about this. Amsterdam. Seriously, if you haven't seen Amsterdam, if you're listening to this podcast right now, put, us, uh, put, uh, put this podcast on hold. Go see Amsterdam right now and come back. Then, then you'll understand why I'm telling you that you should go see Amsterdam. One of the best movies this year, well, you're gonna find some of the best ensembles, some of the best directing, some of the best acting. Christian Bale is unbelievable, as always. He, he completely disappears in whatever character he plays. It's, it's uncanny how good this guy is. And Denzel Washington's son, very good. Margot Robbie, they got Robert De Niro, Mike Myers, Michael Flang, uh, no, not Michael Flang, sorry. Uh, Rami Malek is in there, Anya Taylor Joy, Chris Rock. Amazing movie, amazing cast. Okay, enough, uh, enough, you know, dancing around. Let's talk about the world of professional wrestling. 
not much to report on this week, yes. However, so let's talk about what we see on TV. Um, starting with a, starting with AEW, the Kingdom just uh, showed up in a nothing segment on on Rampage, and yeah, come at me if you want. I don't care. If your debut, if your big debut is on Rampage, then you're pretty much behind the eight ball already on that show, on the in the company. I don't care what you. Yep. Yeah, I know. CM Punk debuted on Rampage, but that was the second episode. He made Rampage something, and then AEW proceeded to, you know, flush it down the toilet. Uh, hmm. I'm gonna say, I'm not excited about Hangman Page versus uh, John Moxley. For the, uh, for the mere fact that it's clear Mox is going to win. If they put the title on Hangman Page now after everything that has happened, what kind of message are they sending to the shareholders, to the fans? There should be consequences for what you do. Anyways. Uh, NXT. Oh, yeah, they... It has become a chore. I, I can't believe it, but the NXT... Getting through NXT has become a chore. Now, apparently John Michaels is not the creative mind that is, or a creative booker that is Triple H. Because show has not been on the level of black and gold. But uh, might be some growing things. Maybe he's just breaking free. Maybe after maybe after Halloween happens, they'll get a hard reset. Time will tell. Monday Night Raw and okay, but the best things that are going right now in the world of wrestling are Raw and SmackDown. WWE's named after, and that is very strange to say at the moment because for a longest time, everyone talked about the greatest, the best wrestling was outside the big two shows, and that's Raw and SmackDown. But look at the stuff that's going on with all the returns that are coming back. We got the two main things that are on these shows. First of all. Until proven otherwise, okay, uh, first of all, you got Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt has just made his comeback, we'll talk about that in a while. But, until proven otherwise, the, uh, the other thing is, um, you got the bloodline. Still the best thing in professional wrestling today. It sounds like, it sounds like the Four Horsemen, whether you love it or you love it, whether you like it or you hate it, you to love it. Because it's the best thing going today, and that's the bloodline right now. My goodness. Uh, let me tell you guys another story. So I looked in this, uh, so in my job, I got a couple of guys who are like casual wrestling fans at best. And they started this year. They would always, uh, they, because I'm the wrestling guy, they want to talk about wrestling with me. And they can't understand why I like Roman Reigns that much. And I explained to them, that's the best character in uh, wrestling. That's the whole thing and I used to tease them I send them gifts of Roman Reigns tell them acknowledge me and you know that kind of stuff and in the past couple of months ever since the SummerSlam I guess they've turned around uh -huh. it's exactly this thing this kid was watching Monday Night Raw on his phone while we were at the office only and this time there is nothing like that entrance this guy has a presence about him that is so intimidating it's scary and that is true that's the whole thing we keep talking about it Roman Reigns is like the big mafia boss not a Tony Soprano type because he's not a protagonist in any way shape or form right now but he is 
that scary, you know, stoic mafia boss who you know is dangerous, but he still acts good nature and magnetic and stuff. He's the villain you love to watch, I guess. I would say the villain you love to hate, but people have started to come around on him. And when he asks a city to acknowledge him, you can hear how they get on, how they get unglued. So, gotta say, Roman Reigns is dynamic. Roman Reigns, best, best still right now. Now Bray Wyatt has, of course, a chance to dethrone him, I guess, or usurp him. But right now, Roman Reigns. Best character still in wrestling. Best thing in wrestling today. Sami Zayn probably hanging on, uh, hanging on a second right now. But, and, and catching up because Sami Zayn's storyline is starting to be the most compelling storyline of the whole thing. Because we all know how this is going to end, but we're gonna, <laughs> the bloodline is going to turn on Sami Zayn at one point and they're going to leave him broken and he's going to come back for revenge. And that is gonna be the epic story. And like I said, if the WWE is set on Reigns versus Rock at WrestleMania, then you should have Sami Zayn versus Reigns at SummerSlam. Just build it, start building it, start building it maybe at WrestleMania. That they turn on Sami Zayn, or a month before WrestleMania, maybe. And then you got Sami Zayn versus Jey Uso, or Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus both Usos at Mania. And then you go to Sami Zayn versus Roman at WrestleMania. And I would not, and if they do this all right, Sami Zayn would be the perfect, most organic choice to take the title off Roman Reigns. But time will tell, time will tell. Let's talk about Bray Wyatt. Everyone wants to talk about Bray Wyatt, of course, even I want to, I want to talk about Bray Wyatt. When I said everyone wants to talk about Bray Wyatt, I, I get how that sounds a little, you know. I might go where everyone wants to talk about Bray Of course everyone wants to talk about Bray Wyatt. Why wouldn't you want to talk about Bray Wyatt? Like my, like my buddy, James Banter, Blanton, said last week when we were doing this. He is the last true game changer signing that the WWE got back. And let's see what I say. Extreme Rules. It was basically the one thing. It's a good show. By all means, there was not a bad show at all. It was pretty. It was actually pretty good. A great show. But the one thing that held it together, that held the playables, that, that made people, that had people anticipating it, um, so to speak, had it, uh, had you hanging on, waiting for it, was the fact that the white rabbit thing was happening and everyone had pretty much figured it out I mean close to the end that it's gonna be Bray Wyatt and there was no turning back on that now his return at Extreme Rules freaking amazing and the whole thing is you get a pop once the lights come out his voice comes on and the people get louder and as they reveal those you know the puppets come to life in the arena pops keep getting louder and louder and louder and then the video shows on screen with the new masks that we're hearing now it's gonna be Duck Duck Go Howdy, but we'll see. Anyways. And the pops get louder and then he finally and then the door shows up. It it keeps for watch it again. The excitement does not die down for those six minutes. It keeps getting higher and higher and higher. And when he shows up finally, oh my goodness, that place could have exploded. 
And when you get jaded fans like the Philadelphia fans to act like that, imagine how you will be in the, you know, the friendlier Vegas. Amazing. So, where it comes back on SmackDown, they show the door, or uh, just the door, opens up, he comes out, it feels very stuck, it feels very straight, it's, it's pretty much, it's pretty much more skin and bones, it's there, it's less sports entertaining than, you know, what happened in the extreme world, but you're still watching because you want to know what's going to happen. So we, uh, and he comes out and he talks from the heart, and... Part of me did not like it because I kept wanting the Bray Wyatt character that you see on TV to be away, to be separated from the performer because he's one of the last people who you want to just get lost in what he says even though you, even if you don't understand what he said. But it still was a pretty good, it was a pretty good speech, it was a pretty good promo because he was, ta he was talking about how his feelings, how Everyone meant so much to him, and you couldn't help but you couldn't help but you know feel for the guy. And maybe this is uh, this is gonna be something of the whole thing because he kept talking, and we were head scratching a lot while watching this because uh, while watching the end because the video kind of cut him off mid promo talking about I'm gonna show you something else with child and the, and it was weird because it was talking to him apparently and then it cut off and people were saying it was mid rambling maybe he lost time but I think my personal belief is he got to the point early than when the video was supposed to hit so what he did was he kept talking until they actually put that video up and talked him either way very intriguing so there's a lot of theories. People still want a faction, personally. I do not want one. It's a, a faction. Uh, there's a whole talk about Bray Wyatt versus uh, Bray, Team Bray Wyatt versus the Bloodline at Survivor Series in the War Games match, and I don't see the reason for this. It does not make sense, honestly. There's not enough time between Crown Jewel and Survivor Series to make a solid, good story, and even if. I honestly do not want Bray Wyatt going after the title right now or any time in the future. He is beyond the title at this point. He is just a being that's there. And, that, and the whole idea of a stable and people wanting to cast this whole thing. Now, if this was AEW, you probably have that stable already. You've had the commentators talking about it all the time and everything because they don't do subtle anymore. Which is weird that I'm saying that because for a, for a couple of years now this has been my main complaint about the WWE that they don't do subtle well and lo and behold they're doing subtle well but let's talk about but getting back to the whole thing Bray Wyatt WWE uh, I lost my train of thought sorry sorry because I kind of I think I almost avoided a certain disaster with the tooth and the tongue there anyway Bray Wyatt should not have a faction. He's not the cult leader wide anymore. It's just him. And this whole white six or Wyndham six, which people are saying it's gonna be him as Bray Wyndham and the other characters. 
and every character, including the Husky Harris character, you know, I still rather prefer that the White Six be Bray, the Fiend, and all four characters from the Firefly Funhouse. We don't know, but we don't know what it is, and that's the whole idea. A friend of mine was on this who is on this podcast said wrestling should be a story that gets told to you not a story that you tell yourself and that's absolutely true and this is a problem with the fandoms in general is we keep well, we want something and when that thing does not materialize as we want it then the product as a whole sucks I mean let's uh, I mean uh, I'll I'll compare it to something that is pretty known, the Game of Game of Thrones. Because a lot of people did not get what they wanted out of season eight. They started crapping on the whole series. Like the whole game, like the whole oh D D ruined my ruined Game of Thrones for me. Mother of they created Game of Thrones for you. What are you talking about? But I get it. I mean, like, fandom runs deep and the whole thing that something can affect you that much and be that powerful. Who am I to judge? Because, I mean, I'm the pro wrestling mark who, tra- who travels, who spends a third of his annual income on going to WrestleMania. So, I can't actually judge people that way. It's even more than a third at this point. But that's another conversation for another time. Anyways... Um, the point that I'm trying to say is my opinion uh, my opinion individual just me I don't think Bray White needs a stable I think he's pretty stable where he is if you know him you don't? yeah neither do I that was just you know bullshit talk but yeah he does not need us why it does not need a stable and the stable does not mean and I get carry, uh, people want to put Dexter Loomis in there Dexter Loomis is in this whole thing with The Miz and he's in a comedy he's pretty much for good or bad he's in a comedy feud with The Miz he comes out of a comedy feud into the into like the supposedly scary stable I don't like it if if uh, and people want carrying cross, carrying cross is white hot right now. Okay, not white hot, but he's still hot right now. Like he has uh, something going for him. He's done. He's an alpha male in his own right. You want him to be a follower? I don't think so. And the other now a rumor that I read today was that Alistair Black was supposed to come back, and they wanted to include him with uh, with Bray Wyatt in some some way, shape, or form. But that of course those. Uh, those plans got tanked. This podcast account doesn't want to let him go. And, uh, or whatever. Which, I'll just talk about this for a four weeks thing. People are giving this guy a pass for the whole, for the same things they used to condemn the WWE for. Because, everyone. And, that's the whole thing. Because, uh, let's uh, face it, people were like, why aren't they giving Ali his release? Now, I didn't 
Now, I'm pretty sure I still want Ali to succeed in WWE, not anywhere else, honestly, because of other reasons. But I, I still want Ali to be that first ever United uh, Muslim United States champion. I think that will be, mean a lot. And honestly, if they go the way of Ali, Mustafa Ali feuding with Seth, which I'm hoping they do. I really am hoping they do. But speaking, speaking of which, Seth is set to defend his the US title versus Matt Riddle, and I'm like, oh god, why can't we just have closure on one, at least one feud? But oh well, we'll see what happens. But anyway. If we're gonna say that WWE was bad for not granting Mustafa Ali the release when he asked for it, why is everyone turning? Why are those same fans turning on Malachi Black if he wants his release from AEW and he's not getting it and giving Tony Khan a pass for that? See the double standard? Now it goes both ways, by the way, because our people roasted on Mustafa Ali for asking for his release. And those same people are. <coughs> Standing up for Alistair, for Malachi Black asking for his release from AEW. It goes both ways. But anyway, I, I'm rambling. I, I ramble a lot apparently when I don't have someone to read me in. And, uh, but anyways, appreciate it, Sprite. I am liking what's gonna happen. I'm kind of excited for Crown Jewel. I'm, I always get excited for WWE Premier Live events that. Start at a sensible hour for myself, where I don't have to wake up at 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. to watch it, which Crown Jewel because it's in a similar, it's a similar time zone to the United Arab, uh, Saudi Arabia to the United Arab Emirates. is pretty much a happy time for me because I'm gonna turn on the TV at 8, at 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. I'm gonna have a good time, but. That's that. And yeah, when it's I know I know you're probably saying, well, when does when is this guy gonna end? And uh, whatever you say, well, I'm gonna end it right now. Uh, I know because it's just one person rambling down. You're probably turning out uh, everything right now. But um, once again. If you have support, if you're listening to us, we appreciate you. We, pre we appreciate all our fans, all, all seven of you. Or maybe is, uh, is it eight? I'm not sure. But anyways, no. But we do appreciate all our fans. Thank you, everyone, for uh, for you know making this this tiny infinitesimal part of your weekly routine or weekly life. Help. Uh, if we got you a little bit, if we provided you with just that little bit of distraction what or if you don't find anyone to speak wrestling uh, to talk wrestling with and you felt that you know fellow fans for uh, as us because we don't pretend to be experts or anything we're just fans doing this whole thing so if you're listening to us just know that you're listening to other fans just talk shit about wrestling that's uh, that's all what we do we don't try to be superior or anything we just project what we think as fans and if you, uh, if you like us, just spread the word. We've been doing this for two years now and we haven't grown, so... It's kind of getting frustrating. No, I'm, it's not. We're just doing this for fun, don't worry. But it is. It is frustrating. Uh, 
until until we see next week, uh, I'm not sure what's going to happen with our executive producers here. But until we talk again next week, thank you everyone for listening to uh, to the Apple Much for Driving. Please exit in orderly fashion. Be wary of your surroundings. Another cross track to exit. And thank you. We love you. Bye bye. Happy podcasting, everyone.